0: Welcome to garage night. I'm Randall. I'm Jeff and I'm Andy. And tonight, Randy
1: and Andy are feeling the pressure of boost and I check my cylinder walls.
0: Yeah, let's get uh, let's get right into it. Um some uh bigger and smaller changes today uh back to back to just the regular threesome here today back to the usual group of dgins uh, mm-hmm uh so jeff uh, let's let's go ahead and just lead off with uh with what you have uh, you finally got the block back from uh from the machinist that only took forever
1: well back is is not the right word
0: uh,
1: <laughs> uh he checked the uh he checked the bores uh, using a sonic tester. And uh, based on what we found, uh, we determined that the block was able to be used. So I didn't get anything done yet. <laughs> I just got like, hey, thumbs up your block's good. Uh, so he did a rough, rough cut on the block. He did a rough bore, 20 over. Um, I ordered uh, some Keith Black high compression pistons for it. And some special grooved cam bearings uh, for better oiling uh, on the 400, and um, those are on their way. And when you do, when you get a Keith Black Eutectic piston, they they require a really special hone tolerance. So he's waiting to do like the final bore and hone until he gets those pistons in his hand, and they have like a a measurement that basically uh, that you need for for the uh, bore and hone that's listed on the on the with the pistons. So um so anyway, so that's all good, that's underway. I ordered my uh <clears throat> ordered my cam from Oregon Cam Grinders, uh hydraulic roller uh, pretty pretty good grind uh cam. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Um it's a uh 219 224 duration and uh I think it was what a 551 581 lift. Uh, intake exhaust uh, with a 112 lobe separation so
0: that's amazing because i know exactly what that means but i'm not sure andy does so if you want to explain that for him that would be <laughs> great
1: that would be great <laughs> okay uh, um, yeah so um I, I i'm not the uh i'm not the expert at this but, uh, but like how does it, it how does
0: it vary from what the stock cam is and why is it worth uh you know buying that uh instead of just well, using the stock cam
1: well so uh you know my my kind of blends well with the cylinder heads i'm looking at and uh and kind of the the overall build um you know my my target right now uh, that i'm that i'm targeting is a 9.8 to 1 compression uh setup with the with the Keith Black pistons and then set of trick flow cylinder heads, uh, aluminum cylinder heads. Uh, they're a 195 cc intake runner cylinder head with 72 cc combustion chamber. And that that gives me a nice bump in compression because the Broncos stock were like 8.6 to 1 or something like that. And uh, the piston was actually below the deck of the of of the uh, of the block. Um, and all of that, you know, between the cast iron heads and then the, the non-zero deck, you get really... You have a lot of issues with pinging and pre-detonation, and so by going with an aluminum cylinder head, you get better thermal, uh, you know, better heat dissipation, better uh, coefficient of thermal uh, conductivity. So heat disperses faster. You can run a higher compression ratio, and not you're not likely to have pre-ignition. Um, so in all reality, all of the the modifications I'm doing right now are are for reliability and more and better drivability. Um, but at the same time, to take advantage of, you know, the better flowing head, to take advantage of, you know, it, it comes with, you know, the valve springs and all that. It's there's no sense throwing kind of a low lift, you know, uh, junky cam in it. So this is this is a little bit higher lift. It's not crazy high lift, you know. It's mid fives to, to high fives um, uh, lift, but but the duration is pretty uh, is is pretty short, meaning um, I, I believe if uh, someone's gonna just jump on me for this, I believe that's like the uh, the, the overlap of the uh, of the like the time that the the valve is actually open, and so that will lower effectively lower your power band range with a lower duration cam. So if you have like a 220 cam versus a 230 cam, 230 cam is gonna make more power up top, 220 is gonna make more power down low, and mine's. Uh, you know right around the you know 1500 to 5500 rpm range is kind of the the sweet spot for this cam um and uh when i was talking with the guy uh the guy that's assembling the short block um uh portland engine rebuilders it's uh, ted uh ted king he um <clears throat> he said that fords in particular like having a little bit more lift on the exhaust than like a Chevrolet would. And, and so the Oregon cam grinders cam has, has 30,000s more lift on the exhaust uh, than the intake, or the, the intake um, valve opening event. So, uh, so that's good. Um, that it, it's kind of maximizing the potential of the engine did, um, and it's did, really did going to make good.
0: Go ahead. Did you go pick that up this is kind of off topic? Did you happen to go pick that up uh, at their, at their place or are they shipping those uh
1: you're talking from Oregon cam
0: from Oregon cam yeah
1: no uh, i'll i'll be going to pick that up probably in about a week they should be done in a week and um
0: they're up in, uh they're actually in washington they're up in vancouver i know which yeah. is crazy you, i've you'd think I've, they'd be... I've worked with them before really really nice guys
1: yeah yeah i talked with ken there he seems super super nice ken's super uh,
0: knowledgeable super super good guy uh, yeah, definitely shout yeah. out to to Kenny's solid stand up dude.
1: Yeah, it was funny when I was talking with him. You know, you could tell he's just kind of a family owned place. Um, you know, really nice guy. So
0: yeah, it's uh, a it's a it's a smaller business than than you think. But they do they do good work.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, it seems like it. And and the guy down there at PR, he already really likes him. So you know, that, that's uh, good.
0: I'm, so you said it has a a longer uh, exhaust lift. Uh, what does that What does that actually? Uh, do that would uh allow <laughs> um because it's going to be open f- longer uh all i can think is that that's gonna allow uh more hot exhaust gases out and maybe cool off yeah the cylinder temps a bit more
1: but, yeah I, I you know and that's we're kind of like i think that probably gets into like how combustion actually works inside the the head and it's kind of difficult to say i'm not like the I'm definitely not the the like expert when it comes to engine stuff, but I think it it helps uh, my understanding is it just helps like you say, get exhaust gases out of the engine um, you know faster, which you know makes a more efficient air pump really. Um, you know I don't and because it's a it's still a shorter duration, so it's the valves open the same amount of time it just opens higher, so you're evacuating a little bit more. Uh, than you otherwise would, um, which it, it may need, it may not. But uh, according to Taddy, you said that, you know, the Fords really like a little bit more on the exhaust, which is good. You know, I, I eventually plan to run headers on this. I really don't want to because they leak. But um, because of this cam that I'm putting in here, to really take advantage of it, I need to run some freer-flowing exhaust or else I'm just bottling up 30 horsepower probably. Um, leaving that on the on the table you know um.
0: so quick clarification for those who may not know and maybe Andy can speak to this a little bit because he's done a lot of headers and stuff Uh, you're when you say headers you mean versus a exhaust manifold coming off which you know to me uh, I haven't really delved into the difference between an exhaust manifold and a header because they're both a set of pipes that come off of one side of a block of, you know, straight off of the intake or the exhaust side of the head. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, it would just be a, you know, a different set of pipes, like a, like a catback back swap, but people, ne- uh, you know, refer to aftermarket catback back and stock catback back as still catback back exhaust yet. No one uses, you know, uh, headers and exhaust manifold they're not interchangeable one means stock and one means aftermarket as far as i know um so what do you guys know about like the difference between them is there something other than just being an aftermarket version
1: if you want to touch on andy you go ahead yeah i mean
0: uh your main difference as far as
2: talking headers versus a manifold you know manifold is like you said it's going to be um You know a lot of times they call them like a log manifold it's basically you know a pipe coming off of each cylinder into like basically like a big log and a one big log into goes into your collector and then down out to your um you know the rest of your factory exhaust or your cats and whatnot whereas a header is typically um each individual tube you have each individual cylinder comes off into its own tube um will come down into a collector versus it going in straight into a log like right off of the off of the motor so you you have more <clears throat> kind of you have it's a freer flowing setup having an actual header versus just having a manifold or a uh, you know a factor manifold or a log you've got a longer tube for the exhaust to get out and it's more free flowing and then if you want to get into more specifics on that you know you've got different lengths you know you, you know, like a shorty header uh you know have has you know typically like a direct replacement for a factory manifold um you know you've got the tubes you get a little bit of horsepower out of that versus there's also um you know like a mid-length or a long tube um, header set up <clears throat> where you have um more more tube longer tubes for uh, even more freer flowing of course louder exhaust as well too um, it's, it's basically comes down to less restriction at that point too. And so um, I know
0: with, with intake, the length of the runners will adjust whether it's uh higher horsepower or higher torque. Right. And the way you're describing it, I'm, I'm picturing an exhaust manifold being, looking more like a flute or, um, uh, you know, a woodwind instrument where yeah. there's basically just holes that go straight onto the like, let's say for a V8, for the four, you know, uh, inlets or outputs on on one side, and just you know, basically being a ninety degree turn, straight into a single collector, correct. Then gets wide together for the V8 versus long tube. You know, each each exhaust cylinder has you know will go a foot to two feet. Um, on its own before being added into a collector so i would assume the longer it stays you know on its own uh it's going to affect uh how it delivers power in one way or another similar to the length of an intake runner again this is conjecture based on knowing a couple of things but that's just how i picture it
2: more or less yeah you know a, a longer the longer header typically the more power the less restrictive it is the easier Time the motor has getting the exhaust out so the freer flowing the more horsepower you make
0: huh okay so but jeff doesn't like them
2: jeff jeff doesn't like them
1: so um another another component of that is a way to think of it as a manifold um is a situation like where your exhaust gases mix almost immediately after exiting the cylinders with one another and typically uh, typically they're cast uh usually uh like a cast steel uh whereas if you look at headers they're typically fabricated um from multiple pieces um you know being a flange and a tube so so manifolds are where the uh you know usually have exhaust gases mixing almost immediately um after exiting the cylinder head um usually they're cast. Steel, cast iron, um, whereas like a header is fabricated metal with individual tubes uh, that direct flow in a more controlled manner um, into the, uh, you know, into the remainder of the exhaust system. So um, typically they're better flowing, less re- resistance, but um, a lot of times they'll shift the power curve up slightly. Um, but usually they make more power more torque all the way around in most cases i think um, but yeah the reason i don't like them is i've had a bad experience my dad's had bad experiences in his cars with them and they just unlike a really you know a uh, you know like a cast uh manifold uh, which are really thermally stable uh you with headers a lot of times you can run into warping Or leaks uh, because they they're thinner in a lot of areas than uh, in cast iron so they have a lot more expansion and contraction and because they're they're fabricated um, you know oftentimes with thin wall tubes or they have welds you know you're constantly heat cycling those welds and those thin tubes those mild steel tubes and eventually they can split or crack due to heat stress if they're not properly like stress relieved during like the bending process or the weld treatment process so uh you know you end up with effectively super leafy exhaust after a few years like i had on my bronco the last time i ran headers um so
2: i mean to, to okay. be to be fair like yeah you know cheap headers will be do be that fair, too fair, To be fair, to be fair. Uh, cheap headers will do that but if you spend good money on a good set of headers you know like a, like there's you know there's plenty of good stuff for port options you know like I would imagine Airh makes a good set you know you can even get stainless stuff now that's pretty decently priced even that that won't do that
0: I don't know I had BBKs on the uh, no board, no really. no no
2: you don't speak that name.
0: <laughs> so let me be <laughs> we honest we made an agreement My, let's let's be honest
1: here the only set of headers I've ever owned uh, that didn't leak are BBKs and that's amazing was well, because the well ones that I spent solid. And the ones I spent over $500 on that are Sanderson ceramic-coated, those leaked. User
0: those error. Split,
1: those split along the tubes uh, after five years of driving that truck with the headers on it. They Somehow split.
0: still user error. I, I, I,
1: user probably. error. Oh, yeah, I I, my,
2: yeah. My pace setters on the, on the six-banger worked flawlessly, and they weren't even ceramic-coated and never had a problem with them. And so far... The Bassani's on the Cobra have worked flawlessly too.
1: I think Mustangs must have a little bit better, uh, maybe maybe just a little more support there, and maybe they've figured out how to make them. There's a huge
2: aftermarket for it. I would imagine there's so much perfection and stuff into that too.
1: And a lot of Mustangs came factory with headers. Like my my 302 and my Mustang had uh, had headers.
2: Yeah, just kind uh, of n- not quite a, like a log manifold, but a little like factory shorty kind of header. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. uh, it's sad know.
1: to say my Mustang had, because I used to have a Mustang. Used Womp. to have a fast <laughs> car. Fa- no, 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 no. no. It wasn't fast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it's fast now, right? Yeah, it's a lot faster <laughs> now.
0: Driver mod does that. Driver, Driver mod. mod. <laughs>
2: Took the rock out from underneath the gas pedal. Oh, that's what it was.
1: I'm surprised you never tried that with me.
2: <laughs> we should have. <laughs> like just uh, just it's the almost like rock. there's a rock. Why is my car so gas- slow now? <laughs> <laughs> At least it wasn't the brakes.
1: That oh yeah, put one under my brakes, that really get me good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, got you good. <laughs>
0: Oh, look at Jeff. He totaled his car. What a loser. <laughs> Calm down, Jeff. It was just a joke. Just a joke. Jeez, Jeff. It's all over the place. Jeez, Jeff, it's just mad. a
2: joke. Not a dick. Don't take it so hard.
1: Um, anyway, so another uh, other... <laughs> another non-news. In other Jeff's car news, I did drop off my Falcon radio to get refurbished with a uh, radio, vintage radio connoisseur, so hopefully that works out.
0: Um, so is it, is it like going to be a, a fake faceplate uh, that, you know, doesn't do anything. You just have a, like an aux cable in the back, or is it, uh, like one of those fancy deals where uh, some of the buttons still do like different sources and stuff?
1: No, I'm, I'm keeping this one old school. Cause I really like how the, how it, uh, sounds. I don't, I mean, call me weird, but you're going to anyway, but I like the sound of the old kind of, uh, crossfaded am radio sound so i uh i just want it to work um the way it used to work
0: well you're Uh, entitled to your wrong opinions but (laughs) (laughs) so you're you're adding you're adding a real stereo in for when you want real music and then you're going to keep the vintage uh stereo is that what you're doing
1: no just the vintage stereo with the single mono speaker um and i'm going to have an aux Chord, uh, basically, uh, I think it's called Ready Rad, and it plugs in line to your uh antenna input so I can play my uh music through all the basically it lo-fies all my music into you know, a nice monotone kind nice of
0: nice vintage radio sound, terrible yeah. sound. Okay, because stream to music isn't compressed enough for you, yeah. He's, you got, want he's got a downgrade to compress it and put it out mono. Okay, if he could yes. put
2: vinyl in yeah. that, bitch he would. Oh, oh, dude, good idea.
1: Have you seen those old like fifties under dash uh record players? Oh god, I'm sorry oh, yeah. for what I've done. <laughs> oh, I should do that.
0: That's a great idea. Yeah. What what vehicle? No, it's not a vehicle. You have an eight-track player, don't you?
1: I do have an eight-track player, yeah. How are
0: you so old? Right! <laughs>
1: You know, uh, okay, so on that topic, and not to distract from rides, but I was watching a review of the Taycan, uh Porsche Taycan, just the regular, like the T- uh, the, the Taycan? Non-
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, however you say it. Uh, Matt Farah called it Tycon or something. I don't know, Taycan. I pro- I mispronounce every car. But, but, it's, but it's, the, it's
0: the fully electric Model S fighter.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that I really liked. I'm not going to lie. Like, the, the torque and the performance of those... EV, like even the like mini SUV ones, is unbelievable. Like the 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 smooth, quiet, like just seamless acceleration and the torque. And I mean, he was ripping some back roads up in California, and I was just like, I was watching the video, like I'm like, wow, that is he is hauling ass, you know? Like it's impressive what they can do with those and. Uh, something about just the quiet of the electric is kind of enticing.
0: Yeah, we we talked about that on the last episode a little bit um about how just how impressive uh you know electric vehicles are right now and how you know we we discussed how you know that could help save the V8, you know, why why downsize if most people are going electric anyway. But uh See, you know su- and, and the idea of that- the, uh, offering a, a Mustang with a V eight or an, an E V drivetrain to kind of keep the V eight alive. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. That would I mean I'm I'm all for it. If I could uh they're <clears throat> they're starting to come into uh the price range that I can uh snap one up. So hopefully in uh the coming years that uh that comes because I'm I'm excited for it. So I, Yeah, I,
1: like I mean you know me a little bit, like, I really don't like the styling of new cars, but I would love to have all of the tech of an EV, not tech, I should say, all of the smooth acceleration and the regen braking of an EV it wrapped in something vintage uh, you know, feeling.
0: Um, yeah, there are I... people that do that. You know, you can find articles of people that stuff, uh, you know, uh, Model S and Model 3 drive trains and batteries and stuff into older cars and, and make it work. Have I think that's a fun s- idea. Yeah, I'd be on board with that.
1: Yeah. Have you guys seen the, um, I, I know we're, uh, uh, detracting a little bit, but have you seen the, uh, the icon derelict, uh, 1951 Mercury that he did that was using, um, that was all electric, uh, using like Tesla, uh, battery pack and, uh, motors, I believe. And I mean, it's the level of detail in that car is unbelievable. When you look under the hood, they, they arranged the, the speed controllers. And I believe it was the end, uh, the motor, the electric motor to kind of look somewhat V8-ish, but not you know, not going to the lengths of doing fake carburetors and stuff. It looks but it looks like an art piece. And uh I mean the interior in that car, number one, is probably my favorite interior that Icon has ever done on any of their cars. This but... thing is
0: I'm I'm looking at it now. I found I found it on uh Roadshow, uh which is a net thing. Uh and yeah it it's it's got patina just dripping off of it. So I'm I'm not surprised that you're you're a fan but yeah it uh yeah they kind of put a lot of fins on it so it kind of looks like those edelbrock valve covers right Uh, they got a lot of stuff kind of looking like that and they've got their uh some of their power wires look like um hoses leading to an electric fan that looks like it's a radiator with it Uh, yeah and
1: i think that's the heat exchanger for the uh batteries yeah, it, seem, it seems batteries.
0: to be. And it looks like they've got, uh, um, yeah, it looks like they got a lot of electronics uh, stuffed in there. So that's the only thing, not bad looking.
1: And the only thing that's really modern is the digital gauge uh, cluster. Um, you know, I think they they did like a, a custom formed metal housing uh, for it. And then they have this kind of digital readout gauges with some Art Deco kind of looking digital gauges and then it has, you know, your your temperatures, your range, your miles, etc. Um, you know, but I mean, I think the I mean this is obviously like a whole nother level of quality, but something like that would be super cool where if they made some type of kind of drop in swap, uh, where you could, you know, kind of hook that up. I mean, I love the simplicity and just the idea of the electric motor um and the electric setup because you're not dealing with you know you got a few moving components you know you're dealing with a drive shaft a rear axle and a motor and then the rest is all motor control um you know cooling battery pack
0: yeah you're Uh, reducing failure points i mean how how many hundreds of pieces are in an engine you know watch an episode of roadkill uh on uh you know uh, Motor Trend Network, and you'll see just how easily something can go wrong. And trying to figure out what could go wrong, uh, yeah. there's a lot less options with something like this. I mean this uh, uh, this Mercury has got a completely custom, literally custom frame uh, with independent suspension and and uh, and the works uh, right. that they just drop the body and interior into. But right. it is it is really cool.
1: Yeah, I I really dig it um i know like the derelict thing isn't everyone's cup of tea but um even doing this and something with good paint and everything would still be cool uh you know to be able to do you have electric power steering i mean if you look at so I'm, I'm looking at an auto blog article right now showing the the chassis design um that they did and it's just so simple there's nothing to it i mean it's it's it it simplifies things it it's better for the environment. It's, it's neater. You get more torque. I mean, there's a lot of wins with, with electric. I'm not saying it's the end all be all, but it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And I'll drop these in the, in the show notes. Uh, so Jeff, go ahead and drop that yours. In the notes I, yeah, so I, people, I'm people to... can, so people can uh, click through. So it'll be, it'll be in the show notes and everyone can check out what we're, uh, what we're talking about. Um, yep. If you're if you're good with your ride segment, I know Andy just had uh one little thing uh to swing by, so I wanted to give him a chance to to kind of Absolutely. tell us what's going on. Uh at the beginning we kind of mentioned boost. What's your uh what's your boost uh woe or yay? Yay this week, actually.
2: Yay. <laughs> um this had some time in the night. Um luckily I did not have to Helicoil the uh the passenger side ahead, I got was able to get some new hardware um, and get the blower plate mounted up and back in a position where it's not trying to keep uh, chewing up my belt and kicking it off the pulley.
0: Oh, good. Yeah, because you had to run back on like three ribs or something.
2: Yeah, like it was like half, it was like four ribs. It's a six-rib setup, and it was like running on four ribs all the whole way back from Portland.
0: Yeah, that's not good. Well, I'm so you didn't have to do, because one was a stud and the other one was a was a hole in, in the head and we were worried that you were going to have, what you are going to have to do about that.
2: Right. So it was ironically enough, there was, there's there, that bolt size, that metric bolt size has two different thread pitches and we only had a certain amount of like random metric bolts in the garage and at my parents place over there. And I think we just happened to get the wrong one. That's like a, it's like an M8 1.0 versus an M8 1.5, 1.25 thread pitch.
0: Yeah, I think I hate we had the
2: wrong yeah, I think we had the wrong one. when well, we tried to replace it and that didn't help. But I grabbed I grabbed the I grabbed both when I was at the hardware store and I I put a new washer pack in it to space the the plate between the head and the plate. Put that other bolt in and it, it actually sucked it up nicely. So um I drove it to work the other day and it ran perfect. It didn't kick the belt off or anything, so it fixed that problem.
0: Awesome. That's great news.
2: Yes. That's the only one I got to. You know the other ones still. Nothing's changed there. Rear end and wheels and tires still need to be addressed at some point, but we'll get there.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, it also means uh, in the last couple weeks you haven't had any uh, problems with anything, including your uh, uh, your your new car, and that's just, just going as it does. Dude, that thing is such a trooper in the snow. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, I guess you uh, you hadn't had it in the snow yet. I don't think when we last recorded. No, you are right. Yeah, I mean that. So I I took it.
2: We had probably about somewhere between eight to twelve inches of snow, depending on where you are at in the in the valley here. I think <clears> we had the better part of probably twelve inches up here, um, and yeah, I had that. You know, I I pulled it out of the driveway just in normal normal mode, traction control on and off, just seeing what it does and um, you know, how far you can kind of push it before it wants to misstep and what it actually will do. You know, try that and try it in sport with it. Obviously with Tash Control off to, you know, go full swirly down and see what it does. And then and the snow snow and ice mode. It's got it's got a slippery ice and then a, and then a deep snow mode for the 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 thick sand and powder. And it just it trucks right on through. I mean it didn't have any issue finding any traction and the you know the deep powder or we didn't really have much ice but um yeah i mean it was it's a champ
0: well that's that's awesome did you use the i, I might have missed it did you use the snow setting yeah on the on yeah did you notice a difference did you like turn it off and on and see what it felt to be different it, or it definitely feels different it,
2: it definitely adjusts like shift points and shift firmness um it also will rev out gears uh, right between gears like slower it, it changes how quickly slowly it will shift between gears um and it will also like it it completely changes everything um and it so will only slow let you run slow up to like, yeah yeah and it'll only let you run up to like i think sixth gear and it's got the 10 speed auto in it when the in the deep snow mode
0: hmm.
2: so it's like it's it's trying to get you know not be as gentle as as least the least amount of harshness as possible for obvious traction it, you know trying to get you as much traction as possible in the, in the snow mode.
0: Yeah. And in six, it's trying to make sure that you can keep momentum because that was the goal because over here, Jeff and I also, well, Jeff had more ice, but uh, I live at higher elevation out here. So we, uh, we got, we got a, a good foot or more uh, and Pacific Northwest likes to do this thing where it, it snows and, and it's not usually powder, but we got some this year, but it's usually wet, heavier snow and then it likes to put the sun out for a few hours to melt <laughs> melt the top of that and then flash freeze and, and then glaze like an inch of ice. And then it snows again and then ices again. So you get this layered effect so that if you do dig through the snow, you just hit ice. And yeah. if you can break through that ice, there's more snow and more ice.
2: We don't have any of that here. It basically snows and then sun comes out and it melts. Like we didn't have any ice.
0: Yeah, Idaho is less hateful. Um, hateful, yeah. area right. otherwise
2: once you get out of that pacific time zone everything improves
0: yeah I, I bet you that's it uh time to get out of here hey hey look at that look at hey. the time uh no, yeah the, the snow is snow is fun over over here except for the power going out and you know all over the the well, yeah, there's metro that. area and and taking down hundreds and hundreds of trees and oh no it wasn't great was it it was fun for the kids right um and of course i I was caught in it without proper tires on anything because I'm like ah oh, it won't snow this year I was wrong
2: I don't uh, even there's nothing fancy even it's just still the factor wheel and tire set up on the on the uh spoiler yeah I, I, even fancy
0: I found out the five series will back up about an inch into the snow and then it just spins so and that, then, that was an that was a zero. I didn't even try the X5 because it was kind of blocked in. but uh,
2: I took the Mustang out one day, and before I could even get to play in anything, it was already all melted.
0: Oh, no, bummer. Um, Excellent. Is that, uh, is that all for you there, Andy? That is it, my friend. It was just, it's been a slow couple of weeks. Been basically well, that's, working, so. that's good because there's no bad news. No bad. I'll but, take it. Nothing but wins this week. Yes, that is true. Well, I had a bit of a mixed bag Um, we'll speak more to this, uh, in our next episode when Dan's back on. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, but, um, so Dan decided to sell his, uh, F-150s while he picked his, uh, his Willie up, uh, last, um, Thursday as we're recording. So, um, and so he picked that up. And so I figured, you know, it's got everything I need, and I've been looking for a truck, so I went ahead and bought his truck. Nice. Uh and it's been it's been it's been a thing, and we'll we'll have him on before this airs, probably, and we'll uh we'll talk about it a little bit. But um really cool truck. I like it. It's a 2013 F-150. Uh <coughs> it's the super crew so it's got the extra six inches in the uh back seat lots of leg room that's what she uh, said <laughs> yeah got it's got <laughs> a le- it's got lots of leg room for the kids uh to, to stretch out and we can fit the dogs back there to the floor is completely flat in the back and you can pull up the seats if no there are no trans tunnel in the back seat oh. at all completely flat um the front has a a, uh, like a center console and stuff, but yeah, the back is a completely flat passenger floor. And you can so they, s- like
1: lower the drivetrain under the truck to, to make sure that it doesn't impact the floor kind of thing. Uh,
0: I'm not really sure where they, uh, where they made up the space. Um, could be that they kind of jacked up the back a little bit to, to put oh, a, little, sure. a little, put a little English on it. Uh, um, yeah. Uh or they move the engine a little bit farther forward uh and tilted the drivetrain down. But however they did it, uh beautiful witchcraft because pull straight up on the seats and they just latch straight up against the back window. And you've got tons of space. I mean, you can fit like four duffel bags just straight in there and stack it clear up. It's it's gonna be great for uh moving stuff around and like for work stuff and uh speaking of accessibility it's got the uh old man uh the tailgate feature where you pull the step out <laughs> you drop down the, ta- uh, the the tailgate and then you pull out you can step. down drops a step and you can uh, pull up uh, uh like a handle and i can pull my old bones up there and, you know that uh, also doubles as extra downforce right oh absolutely
2: yeah built-in wing the built-in you're deployable gonna pull wing. that up
1: while you're racing yes yes
0: Yes. Yeah, while sure. while I'm while I'm racing uh this this massive, massive pickup truck. But I mean you race anything with turbos, right? Yeah. Yes. Right. And race Just, all
2: the boosted things. Turb-kies. Exactly. twins turb
0: skis. It's got the twins. So now I have uh twins four vehicles. Bezel. I have five vehicles and four turbos is what I'm up to. Wow. Yeah. Jeff's uh, still sitting at a big zero. Yep. He yeah. well, has
2: yet to play with the boost
0: juice. Boost juice. He Dude, needs boost to. Is, boost is fun. Boost um, is so much fun. Because this one's a three and a half liter twin turbo. They call it the Eco uh, Boost. It's not deco- uh, ec- economical at all. I, I heard it's all.
1: the best engine ever designed if you listen to the internet.
0: If you listen to the internet. But uh, I've had my fair share of problems over the past week. But... I've figured out what they are mostly. Now, Andy, I was, Andy doesn't know any of this. I've told Jeff a little bit, but Andy, I I really want to pick your brain because you know about boost. One problem I'm having um, is these motors, uh, they're intercooled, but uh, the intercooler down in front of the radiator uh, is collecting condensation. Uh, So when it pulls air in and and it chills it, it causes it to go from water vapors in the air, like humidity, to a a liquid, and that collects down in the bottom of the exit of the intercooler. And if I go uh, full boost and I run the max fifteen pounds or one hundred percent load, um, these motors have a tendency to suck that water up the intake and that enters the combustion chamber and messes with the plugs and the coils and causes misfires. Um, so I've had the truck, you know, less than a week. I've already had it happen twice. Um, (laughs) I've found a list of things to do, uh, including, um, you know, getting a catch can for the, all the, uh, EGR stuff and, and running, uh, piping and tubing for that. Uh, and, uh, the number one thing by far is people are recommending to drill a one sixteenth hole in the basically the bottom of the plastic part of the exit of the intercooler to allow the oil and water um, that builds up to weep out. Now, at first, I thought this is a bad idea because, you know, it's a pressurized system. Right. That but should it,
2: be, that's a charge pipe. Why would you do that?
0: Yeah, but it's it's before the metering and it's um uh and it's a 1/16th hole isn't enough to affect boost pressure. But again, this this problem has been around for 7 years, well documented. Uh, lots of people have done fixes. Um and so I did drill the hole and got, I don't know, about a tablespoon of oil and water um out uh does out of the weep hole
1: does the weep hole go woo woo
0: now uh it does not 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 that i can hear and the truck's quiet on uh as it is because turbos take all the fun out um so it's time to put a whistle tip on it yeah something like that <laughs> but uh so i was wondering how do normal you know how does every other turbocharged car like most are how do you deal with condensation in the uh in the intake system uh from you know as you cool the charge air to put into the into the system how do you keep that from being a problem
2: i've never i've never heard of that outside of that specific application. really i mean you know even like i i i don't know if if that specific system if it's if it's an air to air system, or if it was an air, if it was like a water cooled system, like a like it, it's air to air, it's air to air. So I, I honestly don't know. I mean, that's a obviously it's not an easy fix if it's been around for that long and there's not a good fix. I mean, I, I mean, I would, I would think you know some sort of a catch can setup would be, you know, one way, <laughs> but maybe a different intercooler setup. I don't know. Maybe they're, I mean, hard to say really. I don't know enough about that. Can you,
1: can you run a higher uh, temp, uh, I wouldn't say temp range plug, can you run a uh, maybe a smaller gap in the plug uh, to burn a little hotter, maybe? Or could you run a higher voltage coil pack, maybe to burn through any water that might
2: get sucked in? I mean, if you People, get water in there, no matter what you do, you're going to have detonation issues and whatnot, no matter what you do as far as energy or heat.
0: Okay. Yeah, they do recommend that you close the uh, uh, factory (sighs) plugs from a 31 gap to a 28. Um,
2: That's so
0: minor. Yeah.
2: It'd be one thing if you were running a 50 gap on something, but you'd never run something that wide on forced induction. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I mean, I'm going to do that. And they, people recommend uh, after you do the weep hole. um, Okay. So to back up a little bit, I've gone wide open throttle twice, uh, since I got it. And both times, uh, when it got to full boost, uh, it fell on its face and it, and it misfired a couple of cylinders, um, and, uh, check engine light came on, uh, which I read to be, um, and multiple engine misfires and then a code for misfire on cylinder four and a misfire on cylinder six, both times. So, uh, this afternoon, uh, as we're recording, I had I drilled the hole and, uh, got the water out, uh, water and oil out. And then, uh, driving home after five or six miles turning onto a road, I, I stuff it and I still feel it stumbling, but there were no codes. And I did that twice on the way home and, uh, I got a little bit of actual, uh, axle wrap which usually it didn't give me enough power to do that, but it's supposed to run like 365 or 385 horsepower and like 420 foot pounds of torque yeah, with, that's
1: such a good engine
0: with a 373 rear end. This should, this should be putting me back in my seat and it just doesn't. So what people are recommending is after you drill the hole to keep water out of the system, to replace the plugs and to replace all the coil packs. And these are individual coil on plug um for mm-hmm. each cylinder um so I'm th- probably gonna end up doing that you know, trucks at a hundred thousand right at a hundred thousand, so this is kind of the time to be doing that sort of stuff uh, yeah you're do. The, anyway, right uh Damn. so yeah, I think I'm gonna do that, and I think I'm gonna look into a catch can system to if nothing else to uh prevent another problem that these trucks have um.
2: How much will be this? how, How far is it from the where that's collecting before it actually gets into your intake? Like is it a short run or is it a long run or what?
0: It it's a longer run. Um like the pipe as as I imagine the pipe in my head, having looked at it, it should come up from basically the bottom of the radiator, come up past the grill, past the driver's side headlight up to the top of the radiator and it splits off in a Y and it should go to the intake of each, uh, turbo. Like, so I don't know. And then, you know, that air should be, you know, pushed by the turbo straight into the, uh, you know, the intake manifold. Um, so, I mean, it, not only does it have to get ooh two or three feet in distance, but it has to go through the turbo Also,
2: no, you're thinking after because you're you're you know you're backwards because your your turbo is going to compress air, then it's going to run out through your intercooler to to cool that hot air. Then from your intercooler should go into your intake. Okay, see,
0: I was tracing it wrong with that engine cover on there. So yeah, please correct me. I'm again, Jeeves wasn't there to help me, so I
2: (laughs) I asked Clippy.
0: Yeah, Clippy (laughs) looks like you're trying to make a mistake. Can I help?
1: Yeah. So, I just got to say, you know, you guys give me crap about my old cars.
0: To be fair, yeah. <laughs> you will, will, will your old cars uh, pull 9,500 pounds? Do they have heated and cooled seats? <laughs> 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 they're, as, they're, as, they're as heated as the sun will get them in the parking lot. I'm,
2: I'm surprised Jeff hasn't caught the boost fever after riding in it last time.
1: Oh, that car, that car was so fun. That's he why will. I wanted to put a heads cam in the uh, on the Mustang, but then it sold. So
0: yeah, all no, talk, it, but, no action. But my we'll Bronco
1: see. will have pretty good power, so that'll be fun when that engine's done.
2: Dude, throw a turbo in the Chevy.
1: Do it. It will. Hey, my Bronco will actually have more power than Randy's
2: new truck.
0: You're on. I'm I not see, saying I a see, win. It, I see an race say... part
2: two coming. Yeah, I'll, I'll see, I'll, we, we all know we all know have 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 current SUVs again I see SUV race part two coming
0: hmm actually it would be it would be decent if I could get mine to run properly <laughs>
2: you're you're not wrong
0: you know you're uh andy you're running an EcoBoost as well yeah yeah is that the two seven or the three five uh the two three the two three. Oh yeah the one out of the um uh the Mustang EcoBoost and the Focus RS
2: No the yeah. RS was the, was the 35
0: No I think it was the 238 cuz the uh, ST was the 2.0 The
2: ST is either the 3 liter or the 35 I know it's not the 2 something The RS is the is the big motor
0: Someone hit us up and tell us that we're both wrong. I'm googling it right now. Okay. Um Google magic yeah, so the truck's got a couple things, but um, I figured out what they are and am remedying the situation as it goes. Um, when I when gets kind of nicer out here, I'll clean up the truck, take some pictures. The inside's real nice. Uh, Jeff did get to already go for a ride in it. Um, and as a hater of anything newer than him, uh, mm-hmm. uh, he was actually pretty complimentary about it.
1: Yeah, no, I really like the, um, I really like the the quiet, smooth engine. I think that's probably the closest you could get to something electric uh, feeling as uh, new cars go. It's it's super super quiet inside. The tires were probably the worst part of the truck.
0: Yeah, well, they're 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 mud terrains that are about down to about twenty percent. That's that's going to come with the territory. And on yeah. that note, I'm uh, I'm down no, between two ones. tires. To get in, you win, what's in it? No,
2: I said Randy wins. It's three. It's three hundred and fifty horsepower. That's why I was getting three five from. from oh, okay, 350 three hundred
0: fifty horsepower. Yeah, it's the two three. All right, I got I got a win. You get a point. Um, uh, but no, the I'm I'm between the BFG KO twos, which of course everyone everyone runs those, but that's because they work. We've got three <laughs> sets in the driveway right now uh they worked really well in the snow even my uh my mother's 97 expedition 5.4 liter hateful little rig it did really well in the snow did, did, she, did she still have that by the way yes that we yeah that's what got us up and down the hill this year uh because it had the oh, it had more tread than either ranger um it was like 80 percent tread and you know my ranger's needs replaced, and uh, my dad's ranger, his are thirty-ish mm, percent. So he's he was gonna get some, and just didn't get around to it. Oh, um, that, that
1: expedition has been around for a hot minute, man.
0: Yeah, and it's our second oh, ninety-seven expedition. We we've made that mistake twice. <laughs> uh, Jeez. they they love they love you that drove thing. The 5-4 it's
1: four, and you were like. I want more of this punishment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, the first one might have been the four or six, but I don't remember. I don't recall. Um, but no, yeah, it's man, that thing you step on it and it makes a lot of noise without doing very much.
2: All um, show. No go.
0: My All show. No go.
1: My friend from work has one in the exact same color as yours. And she the drove Oxford it. White. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. And uh, she drove it at least three miles with no oil in it. She's like, Yeah, my oil light was was kinda <laughs> like it was kind of fluttering and then it and then it went all the way down. Is that bad? I'm like, Yeah, that's bad.
2: It's yeah, pretty pretty like, I was it was I like that. That's the perfect yeah. time for a burnout. I know.
1: <laughs> and luckily that day I had uh I had all the stuff to do an oil change in my car in my trunk. So I put a gallon of oil in her car and it oh my still wasn't even on the dipstick. It was another Bruno moment. Jeez, yeah, yeah, but yeah. she still drives it and it didn't throw a rod or do anything bad, so
2: yeah, just a little metal flake in the oil, and it'll be fine. It's like metallic paint,
0: but for your oil, yeah, it's fancy. Oh, no, stop You're making your oil all nice and bougie. <laughs> that's some fancy oil, it's got some, some fancy in it,
2: Wayne. That's some fancy oil. Uh,
0: have you, have you heard about these other tires though? These, uh these Goodyear Ultra Terrains, or they're a they're a uh, discount tire exclusive.
1: Hmm. Sounds like a communist tire to me. I wouldn't trust it.
0: <laughs> Straight from
1: Mother Russia. Pretty it's, sure BF, BFG is uh, red, white, and blue,
0: isn't it? I I made, wouldn't I wouldn't have the cl- a clue. Made in China. Made in China, yeah, probably. <laughs> it's all made in China now. It's just hard to steer away from it when you know something works, like a yeah. tire. It's really hard to to go with anything else. Because right. we ran like as a group, we ran Nitto Triple Rs on our Mustangs for still a new. hot minute. Like yeah, you were the only stray. Well, no, I had I had triples. I started with uh, yeah, you They yeah, were on there know, when I bought it. it. Once. That's right.
1: Yeah. Then
0: then I went to triple fives uh, right after that.
1: Yeah, I had uh I went continentals one time and that was the worst mistake I ever worst made.
2: mistake ever. I, I
1: remember almost, those were
0: terrible. So I almost
1: mad. died <laughs> following Andy the one time. I was like used to my nittos, so I was driving it like I was on nittos and boy did they not hold the road like my nittos did. They do you remember were terrible?
0: What, do you remember what ones those were?
1: The extreme contact EWS.
0: There we go. That way we're not calling out a whole brand but a specific bad tire. That was probably twenty fifteen ish. Uh,
1: yeah, that was about that was about right. Um, yeah. No, no, no. I was in college. It was about twenty ten.
0: So did you did you run those those out or did you get rid of them? I think you uh, got rid I, of those wheels just to get rid of those tires.
1: <laughs> I I ran those out. Um, I think I ran them about thirty k. Uh, 20K, something like that. They lasted just as long as the Nittos did. My first set of Nittos I went through in like 20,000 miles. I'm like, oh, I should get a 50,000 mile tire so I can go a little longer. Oh, these are like an extreme performance all season. That'll be great. Got them I and they were garbage. And yeah. uh, Haven't you ever they, been
0: told all season is no season? Yeah, pretty <laughs> yeah. much.
1: My Nittos did better in rain and snow and every other condition than the stupid so.
2: even even the new ones are better dad's get running the g2s on the lightning and he said they're even they're way better he finds traction in the lightning of all things with no weight in the bed
0: with g2s well, does not the lightning have like 550 horsepower with blow by
2: yeah
0: yeah that thing is ridiculous we should talk yeah, about I, that next 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 time Love that. i car.
1: personally like the g1s better but the g2s are all right too
2: yeah um, i still have have the g1s on that on the where they're about done, but they're i still have
1: them i i liked them because the the sidewall is a little bit stiffer it's a little bit more linear and predictable the g2 i think has a little bit better grip laterally but it it seems a little softer like it seems a little more spongy in the corner than the than the g1 uh if i'm splitting hairs but uh it is a little more comfortable than the G ones. Like they, they don't make as much road noise mm. um, and I think they wear a little better too. Actually, I noticed that they didn't seem to be. I didn't seem to be going through them as quickly as I did on my old old ones.
2: Yeah, um, I think I'm probably gonna end up running the G twos on the front, and I don't yeah. know. On, I don't know on the rears. I'm thinking either Mickey's or Triple Five R's. What about the O fives? The O five R's, possibly. I don't know.
0: Because like I remember, yeah, oh, those saying, are sorry. pretty. You're aggressive. right. You're
2: right. The o, either the O5Rs or the Mickey's, not the triple five Rs. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because I think it goes triple five, triple five R, and then the O5Rs. Then the 5 O5R, O5R, yeah. Those are the
1: O5Rs. Those have massive lugs. I think.
0: I think there's like eight lugs. Yeah, on the tire. Yeah, there's, like, there's
2: not much.
1: And there's what is it like one rain groove to make sure it's DOT compliant or something?
0: Yeah, like I'm that. pretty sure it's one of those tires where it's oh, like, oh yeah, hey, yeah, look, no. look, we put a we put a rain we'll put groove a in on it. it guys. Yeah. it's good enough. One rib
2: until you need just one.
0: Goodness. Uh, so what like what are what are we all running? I mean, I've I've said a hundred times that you know I, um, I run BFG on pretty much everything at this point. I either run the KO twos on the trucks or the. Uh, the mustang or the uh, <laughs> habit the uh, 540 but those um i'm i'm running the the g-force the uh oh yeah yeah those are actually bfg g-force are pretty good i'm super happy with them at this point
2: i honestly couldn't tell you what i have on the focus right now i don't know
1: i've heard the toyo r8s are pretty good and then of course the p
2: 0s the the r triple Hs are good they just wear super fast
0: Oh yeah, yeah. We're we're super car guys. Remembering what our what our tires are. <laughs> <And then they're... laughs> hey, hey, look! There's an engine under the hood. Yeah, yeah. It's got an engine. Yep. It, you put gasoline in it, and <laughs> then it goes. Wah, 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 and it, it goes to longer. Work. <laughs> for we now. You plug it in and it goes. <laughs> Wee. <laughs> Wee. Oh, I <laughs> want mine to do that. You know how you can program in the different sounds yes. on some cars. Wee. Yeah, yeah, I want Wee. That, doesn't Wee. it? I want mind to do that when I step on the gas. I want to go wee ice cream truck sound.
2: Oh, bring back the escort, dude! Oh my <laughs> god, I'd pay good money to have that show right now. Put the escort show on a Tesla. How much fun oh, that would be! Awesome, it'd be
0: so much fun, dude. Imagine, imagine how fast, how yeah. fast that thing would go into a tree with a Tesla. <laughs> <again>. <laughs> hey,
2: hey, the escort never met trees.
0: That was the Sixer. Yes, but yeah. it would, that would change. I'm yeah. really
1: interested to see how difficult it would be to take to buy a Tesla and then just like drop a body from something old onto it. Like find a, a Model S, you know, a few years old, and then get some some other body and draft it onto the top of it, and
0: yeah, get a wrecked one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, get a wrecked
1: one, and then build some substructure in, like a like a roll cage. Get your get your uh your structure back—that'd be interesting.
2: Do it. an old, old square RS body on it.
0: There you go. The new Cosworth.
2: The new Cosworth. We're bringing back. The thing me.
1: is, is that Tesla has like a sixty-five inch or a sixty-five, yeah, sixty-five-inch track width or something. something crazy. It's super wide. Yeah. Compared to like most old cars, or like. Fifty
0: five, fifty six. Well, just take. We'll just be a wide up. body. Yeah, I was about to say everyone loves doing wide bodies. That's, that's, at least you can justify it that way. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true. Put some giant fender flares giant on flares. there. Giant flares. Yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure I know a guy here? Make me some flares. Yeah,
0: I like that. That would
1: be cool. This does sound kind of fun. Do it. <sighs> Sounds
2: expensive. Hmm. I bet we could well, drop. I bet we could drop a fiberglass body on a Tesla. I bet we could make this happen.
1: Hey, does Jerry have any spare Corvette bodies laying around?
2: <laughs> like, you know how just many like spare, spare parts there are? Yeah, <laughs> just hook D's. us
1: up. I mean, we'll pay for the fiberglass part. Yeah,
2: <laughs> we'll, just, we'll, we'll just go fab one up. Yeah, gonna take a couple days. Make this yeah.
1: happen. Hey, well, move move back to the real state over here, and then we can uh, we can all work together on. I'm not
2: crossing the Pacific time zone again. I've done that once. Every time I cross. Into the Pacific time zone, something bad happens. I'm not doing it for another six months at least. That's true. <laughs> it does
0: keep happening to you. It does. Hey guys. That seems like a show to me. Do you guys have anything else that you specifically wanted to uh get to today?
1: No, I think I'm uh I'm all set.
0: I think we're uh, I think we're tapped out here, Super Chief. Hey, well that you know that's how it goes. And uh, that's that's the way the cookie crumbles some days, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I had I had a lot of fun. Glad we uh, got to do this again. Uh, so, this will bring us to the end of our 34th episode of Garage Night. Thank you for listening.
1: Follow us on Instagram at Garage Night or email us at tinydogpodcastnetwork at outlook.com. And be sure to check out our other family of shows at tinydogpodcast.com.
2: Definitely. uh, Feedback is always welcome. Any of the mentioned avenues, uh, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, quick ratings, reviews, everything is always helpful and appreciated.
0: Agreed on all points. So, without any further ado, uh, all of us are here going to wish you a very good night. Good night, y'all. Good night, everybody.
2: For listening to the Garage Night podcast. A special thanks for Jeff Tracy and Annie Tamlin for joining the show this week. Until next week, keep turning
0: wrenches. Calm down, Jeff. It was just a joke. Just a joke. Jeez, Jeff. all over
1: the place. Jeff, just mad. a joke.
0: Not a dick. Don't take it so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) It's the joke, not a dick.
0: (laughs) Please leave it in. That's what you're so
2: fucking dying right now.
0: (laughs) We'll see (laughs) when you do things like that. I, I put it because it's a it's a good title, but goodness gracious! <laughs> I'm doing my job over here, you two. I don't even know. I don't even know.
1: <clears throat> anyway,
0: anyway, where are we? Are got we? Matt, now we got the dick out of, out of the way. way. Um... <laughs> well, this is where the dicks hang out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> McMurray how about you now? Oh, not too bad new.